Hello and welcome back to the Doc Buddy Journal. This is your host, Eric. I'm recording this one on Wednesday, February 8th, 2023. How are you? The uh, the year is already flying by for, for all of us here at Doc Buddy. We've had a hot start to the year, uh, a lot of really good things cooking, and I hope that you feel the exact same way. So we've got another good one for you, and I, I might be a little biased. I think they're all pretty good ones for you, at least. Uh, today we got one though, we're going to be looking at a New York Times op-ed piece that ran over the weekend. Uh, Doctors aren't burned out from overwork, we're demoralized by our health system. Um, that obviously caught all of our eyes here at DocBuddy since we are huge on workflows, defeating physician burnout, and time for life. And you all know, if you've listened to the DocBuddy Journal, or you've had an interaction with DocBuddy in the past, we've got the tools to actually beat physician burnout, believe it or not. Uh, but before we look at this op-ed and sort of uh, examine it on its merits, got to get our housekeeping out of the way. Whether you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, be sure you're subscribed so you're always getting our freshest and newest episodes. And if you've got a question, a comment, or a suggestion for the show, email me, eric at docbuddy.com, E-R-I-K at docbuddy.com. All right, so we've got that out of the way. And like I said, over the weekend, the, the New York Times ran an op-ed piece where um, there's a physician um, who felt really strongly that doctors aren't burned out from overwork, we're demoralized by our health system. So you get that in your email alerts and you go, oh, this ought to be, this ought to be a pretty good one. Uh, this ought to be right up our alley to talk about on the Doc Buddy Journal. Heck, we might even end up with a new client or at least somebody who gets uh, to try Doc Buddy for free for 15 days, which you can do as well at docbuddy.com. Uh, but back to the heart of the matter here. So Eric Reinhardt, MD, and if you're not familiar with Reinhardt, his... Um, his bio shares that he's an anthropologist, psychoanalyst, and physician whose areas of research and teaching include anthropology of law, inequality in public health, psychoanalysis, ethnography, and aesthetic politics, medicine, policing, and logics of apartheid and abolition. So you get that title in your inbox. Doctors aren't burned out from our work. We're demoralized by our health system. Um, it, you know, went through this article and it's, it's well-written, it's, it's well thought out, you know, certainly don't want to, uh, ding Dr. Reinhardt for his contribution to the conversation, but the title was a little misleading. The, uh, the title didn't really, uh, cover physician burnout, at least not in a way that's validated by anybody else that's talking about physician burnout. Really, the, the bulk of this article is calling out what the author perceives as the evils of medicine in the United States in 2023 and how those are directly linked to physician burnouts. Um, there's some good points made there. You know, certainly not wrong about some of the, uh, the inequalities in the U.S. healthcare system. You know, we're not going to sweep those under the rug. I'm just having a really tough time connecting all of those things directly to phys physician burnout based on what I've heard from physicians. And obviously I'm not one, so we'll, we'll get that uh, conflict of interest out of the way there. I'm not a physician, but certainly interact with plenty of them and certainly have access to all of the studies and research that goes into addressing burnouts. And really this article ends up being just a thinly veiled push 
for universal health care, um, you know, through the lens of burnout. And it's really not thinly veiled either. It outright says that this would fix all of our problems for physicians and their morale. Uh, I take exception to that, though, because when you look at the national data around physician burnout, the piece just doesn't really harmonize with the reality of what the data in this realm shows us. But that's okay. Uh, like we always do here on the Doc Buddy Journal, we're going to toss this into the wok and see what comes out crispy. Love that piece of business jargon. I heard that uh, not too long ago. I've been dying to use it here on the journal. Anyway, here's where Reinhardt attributes burnout to systemic woes. And this is a quote. What's burning out healthcare workers is less the grueling conditions we practice under and more our dwindling faith in systems for which we work. What's been identified as an occupational burnout is a symptom of a deeper collapse. We are witnessing the slow death of American medical ideology. And when you look at the piece, that's um, it's pretty lengthy. This isn't one you can uh, sit down and just breeze through. It is, uh, it's pretty robust and, like I've already said, well-written. So I took the liberty of pulling out a few bullet points here. You know, we're talking about the slow death and the collapse of American medical ideology. But how is that? Why is that? And, and what does the author view um, as the exact reasons of this collapse and how they are impacting provider burnout sentiment? So here they are in no particular order. Um, but the, the lack of universal health care contributed to 338,000 preventable COVID deaths, which left healthcare workers, quote, shaken um, as a direct contributor to physician burnout. And certainly COVID is a contributor to physician burnout, no question there. Uh, probably less so, or at least the data bears out less so than, um, than the article would have you believe. Continuing on, in 2021, 117,000 physicians left the workforce. This is a net negative effect on our healthcare ecosystem, absolutely, without a doubt. And this is where I think we start to get um, off track a little bit. Here's point three. So doctors' sense of our complicity in putting profits over people has grown more difficult to ignore. Uh, certainly something to be said for the amount of money that we spend on healthcare as a society, as a country. I think the number is $4 trillion. And if not mistaken, something like a quarter of that $4 trillion that we spend on healthcare is directly attributable uh, to waste, uh, administrative waste more specifically. And then next, our final point that we pulled out of the article, a system of billing codes invented by the AMA as part of a political strategy to protect its vision of for-profit healthcare now dictates nearly every aspect of medical practice, producing not just endless administrative work, but also subtly shaping treatment choices. So in summary, the slow death of American medical ideology, the reasons for burnout, and the reasons to move to universal healthcare, according to the article, are the 338,000 preventable COVID deaths, which left healthcare workers shaken, 117,000 physicians leaving the workforce in 2021, doctor's sense of complicity and profits over people and growing more difficult to ignore. And then finally, that the very fabric of the healthcare ecosystem is dictated by the AMA and its political strategy to protect, protect its vision for health, for-profit healthcare uh, dictating all aspects of practice. 
I mean, we, we eventually get to a call for physician unionization and then even, and this is a quote, collective civil disobedience to achieve the end of socialized medicine. And, you know, the author, uh, Reinhardt, does address some valid social and societal issues that absolutely impact the availability of care, the quality of care, and physician burnout, you know, in these specific arenas and geographies. You know, he even calls out the Rikers Island Jail as one of them. Uh, but the fact is that universal health care or socialized medicine, call it whatever you'd like, it doesn't solve physician burnout. Um, it doesn't really begin to address it at all. Um, the core of the issue here, both in the U.S. and abroad, and we're going to look at abroad in just a minute, the core of the issue here in the U.S., though, is still workflow, workflow, workflow. The only point in the piece uh, from the New York Times that comes close to discussing burnout is the stat really around the 117,000 physicians that left the workforce in 2021. That absolutely impacts a provider's sense of control over their workload, lack of teamwork in the work environment, and maybe to some extent lack of shared value with, uh, with organization leadership as contributors to burnout. And if you guessed that we're referencing our, some of our favorite data from class research, this is contributors to burnout 2021 to 2022 versus 2018 to 2020. Uh, you're right. We're back. We're looking at the class data one more time. Uh, when you look at uh, stats around physicians, physician burnout, there really is no better place to get it than from class. They put a ton of effort into serving providers, making sure that their findings are statistically valid. Um, so again, we have no affiliation to class research here at DocBuddy. Uh, I just personally know that this really isn't, there isn't really a better data set that you can get out there. So we're gonna fly through these, uh, these class findings. We've already broken them down in pretty great detail. I believe it was episode two, Provider Burnout has leveled off uh, episode two of the Doc Buddy Journal, obviously. But when you look at the factors that contribute to physician burnout over these uh, two chunks of time, too much time spent on bureaucratic tasks, that actually got better over their two reporting periods. Uh, from 46% down to 42%. After hours workload is the next one. Slightly improved over 2018 to 2020 versus 2021 to 2022. EHR or other IT tools hurt my efficiency. Again, slightly better. No personal control over my workload. Again, slightly better over these periods. Chaotic work environment, uh, the same. That didn't, that didn't change. I mean, we're still, when this study was uh, published, we're still in the midst of an ongoing global pandemic. Uh, no question that's an issue. Lack of effective teamwork in my organization, EHR other tools inhibit my ability to deliver quality care, lack of shared values with organization leadership, lack of autonomy in my job, lack of training proficiency on EHR or other IT tools, work-related concerns due to COVID-19 did not have a comparison to uh, the previous data set because we didn't have COVID-19 for the 2018 to 2020 time period, uh, when the survey was conducted, that is. And the same goes for staffing shortages. So where, where you know, you got to make a couple of uh, logical um, leaps here, a couple of logical assumptions here. 
if we think that the class data is pretty good, and it is, I don't think anybody's disputing that the class data or methodology isn't sound, um, but where in this list then is socialized medicine going to be the panacea? Where is that going to be the silver bullet for physician burnout? Does socialized medicine fix time spent on bureaucratic tasks, after hours workloads, EHR, other IT tools, hurting efficiency? I mean, we go, you just heard me say the whole list. We don't need to go back down the list. Socialized medicine doesn't solve physician burnout at all. At least not according to what was surveyed by class. And even after hearing this list and you're saying, Eric, the survey was flawed or excluded these factors. They didn't ask the question or they didn't have a response to that universal health care. Okay, fine. Um, and you know what? You may be right about that. But let's look across the pond. Let's look over at England's National Health Service. They call it the NHS. They've got a headline from February 6th, which that was uh, two days ago. This article is from personneltoday.com. We'll, of course, have the link in the episode description. Burnout and stress cost NHS more working days than COVID. As nurses and ambulance workers in England walk out today, Monday, February 6th, on strike, analysis has highlighted just how widespread burnout and stress is among doctors, nurses, paramedics, and other health staff. The investigation by the Observer newspaper has concluded burnout and stress has cost the NHS in England more than 15 million working days since March 2020, which is about 50% more than days lost to COVID infections and self-isolation. Okay, so they have universal health care in England, but burnout and stress costing the NHS more than even COVID did. Maybe that's a one-off. Next article from The Guardian. That's another... Um, UK news outlet. It's soul-destroying why so many NHS staff are off sick with burnout. Doctors, paramedics, and nurses explain the stress and anxiety of working in a system that has reached the breaking point. So, I mean, there's obviously good and bad that comes with every type of healthcare deployment, you know, that's out there, whether it's England's NHS or and the United States healthcare system, or even Canada's medicine up uh, in the Great White North, uh, there's trade-offs that you make, and, and that's not so fun for you know cable news headlines or the sake of rhetoric and debate. But the reality is that the truth is somewhere in the middle on pretty much everything. Uh, so when you're thinking about these trade-offs that different countries make with availability of care, affordability of care quality of care, who pays for that care, you know, you're, you're, you got pros and cons for each model. Everybody gets that. Uh, but when we're looking at the physician and provider burnout epidemic, and it is an epidemic in the U.S., whether we're talking about our current healthcare model or in a uh, universal healthcare model, uh, you're not going to change anything unless you address provider workflow. And to really address provider workflow, you have to do a couple of things. You would need to get physicians uh, away from bureaucratic tasks. You'd need to reduce ex extreme reduction or outright elimination of the after hours workload that they face. So pajama time charting, uh, that's just a backbreaker. And then get them, get them digital tools, you know, move them from paper film to digital tools. Uh, so that they can do their job most efficiently. 
And we're um, we're about coming up on time here, so we'll we'll bring this uh, we'll bring this thing home. That by now you know the Doc Buddy does all three of those things. We can eliminate time spent on bureaucratic tasks. We can outright eliminate after-hours workloads, and then we are bringing physicians that digital film. We want to take everybody off of their paper film workflows and bring them to digital, uh, so that they have more time for life. I heard a really interesting stat yesterday from one of our account managers who is working closely with the surgery center. One of the physicians was actually using a, a dictation service, so no time in front of the EHR. And ASCs are a little bit different beast. They're not beholden to the same uh, first meaningful use, later macro MIPS rules to, uh, to have an EHR. But they were using a transcription service, and it would take the provider a total of an hour a day to chart, uh, to do their dictations rather. But simply by moving to DocBuddy, um, they were able to reduce their time spent documenting from an hour down to 15 total minutes. So 45 minute reduction in just pure charting. And you don't wanna call that time spent charting a pure cost because it's not. There's obviously patient safety, there is uh, reimbursement for the ASC and for the provider that's involved. But that just is mind boggling to me that the old way of doing things, uh, number one, takes that long to do, but then that the new way, the digital, the switch to digital with DocBuddy, you know, that's a, I believe a, a 60, 75% reduction in time spent charting. So 60 minutes down to 15. Um, hopefully my math is right on that. All that to say, we, um, we will wrap this episode up. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, be sure that you're subscribed to the pod on your favorite podcast app. So that's Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hopefully one of those is your favorite. If you heard this clip on our website or you got to us from LinkedIn, definitely make sure that you're subscribed so that you get the next one in your feed, in your phone. Be sure that you're following DocBuddy on LinkedIn. So log into LinkedIn, search for DocBuddy, click follow on the company page. And finally, if you'd like to learn more about DocBuddy and our solutions, visit DocBuddy.com to schedule a demo or to start your free 15-day trial. So thanks again for listening. This is your host, Eric. We will talk to you next week.